0: Do you have a
1: desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include... Heavy drug use, insomnia, thousands of dollars in therapy, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your weight at the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. Man, G'day, guys. As- Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, <laughs> Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, a Bear Fjorda, talking about all things Hollywood. And we have a heck of a show today. I'm really, really excited.
2: Yeah, me too. It's not often we get a uh, news reporters on, but it's really exciting when we do.
1: G'day, guys. Sorry, we had a bit of technical difficulties. Uh, apparently, I can't use phones. Uh, no, I'm kidding. We're, we're on um, uh, Wi-Fi.
2: I just... We, we just had a I little, had a little mishap where our Wi-Fi connected to someone's hotspot instead of our actual, you know, provider service. So. Well, we've
1: got like four different providers right now because
2: everything has gone wrong consistently. And it's trying to find that right one to make sure that our equipment works.
1: I've got to tell you, I'm really excited for our guest today. Is it now? It's Lisa. I don't know if it's Remillard or uh, Remillard. R- Remillard? I, Remillard. Remillard. But I'm really, really excited Remillard. to have her on. Pardon. Remillard. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I follow her on TikTok. I actually get my news from her. I'm I'm really excited to have her on. She's one of my favorite people.
2: I've actually only heard about her through you, and then uh, I'm looking forward to it as well.
1: Well, I sent you, I think, probably 300
2: of her videos. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I, I am going to apologize in advance Then I probably didn't watch every one single one. The last one I sent
1: one. you was the one on the unemployment.
2: Oh, okay. I remember listening to that when it was coming to an end and anything you mm-hmm. need to know about that.
1: Yeah, that I just, sense. I really like her videos. And I love that she's on TikTok doing news.
2: Yeah, I, I, think I agree. That's it, really cool. It's bringing, it's making it more serious. I think that brings an aspect of professionalism to the platform. Yeah, of just I don't bunch care of, about the
1: platform. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, If TikTok hired me, I would definitely um, care more. I I'd care more. <laughs> but they're not one of my clients. Um I I've worked with platforms before and I've made platforms popular. Yeah. And I would do it by leaning on that sort of um credibility. Yeah. But that's not why I like that she's there. I like that she's there because she's personable and she's entertaining but she's giving news in a way that it's a very easily digestible so while you have children sitting there watching dance videos, you have this bit of news coming through, so they're learning something.
2: I agree, and I think she connects well with the people of the younger uh, generation, too. It's very – what I've noticed a lot when it comes to online social media and it comes to the generation, let's say, for example, Z, the newest one. I like Gen Z. Uh, Gen Z, very – very to the point kids. Now, of course, some of them are still teenagers. Every teenager goes to the awkward phase of talking backwards for some reason. But for the most part, very straightforward generation. There's not a lot of minutiae there. And that's what she does. She gives them information they can, as you said, digest because it's it's one minute. you got to be fast and you got to be accurate and you can't have a bunch of side conversations anything like that. Listening to, well, Fox News, for example, all the different side conversations. I don't listen to Fox go off News. On,
1: I get my news from Al Jazeera.
2: I love my radio station in the car, and I love it because it's all—it's like a, it's an—I think it's a alt Republican news channel or whatnot. Aren't
1: you liberal?
2: He- heavily so. I just definitely enjoy listening so to what's going on listen the other side. So
1: why do you listen to alt right news?
2: Because it's terrifying. <laughs> I love it so much because it's terrifying. I was on there today, and this guy had this had this amazing TV movie voice, but he's talking about like, what are you gonna do to stop? The the surge, this, this stops the, the, the but it's how they (laughs) sell ads.
1: (laughs) I've worked for news channels and the main source of revenue comes from like native advertising. If you're in print and ads, if you're in news and unless you are going like full on apocalyptic, you're not going to have people buy into what you're selling. And so they up the ante, then the next one ups the ante. And so it becomes like an arms race to sell. Who's more terrifying. Who is more scared. Duck and cover run.
2: But that, that's it just, sells
1: good it's it's good money.
2: I know it does. And you know what? I, that's why it keeps me coming back. I'm not even a fan of what they're saying, but how they present it to me keeps me coming back to that radio station. At least I'm gonna say I dedicate probably five minutes to it every time I get in the car, and that five minutes is enough for me. It's enough for me to digest. I don't believe a damn thing they say, but I do enjoy how they say it.
1: Fair enough. I think I find American out news outlets really strange. Once upon a time, we all got our news from Walter Cronkite. Mm -hmm. You and I would have gotten the same news and then we would have drawn our own conclusions Mm -hmm. from that same news. But when you have niche news catered to each individual person, everybody has a different idea.
2: Yeah. And that's the next thing. It's heavily opinionated now.
1: I don't, I, am not a huge fan of heavy opinion pieces and news. Actually. Mm-hmm. I like, that's part of the reason I like her. She tells you what's going on and what it means on her stuff on TikTok. It's not slanted one way or the other. She's straightforward. Plus she's gorgeous, which I'm sure helps with people she, wanting to listen to her.
2: Has she identified a political side at all? No. And I don't think she should. I think that's I, I,
1: I have no problem if she does, but it's easy to tell people, politi- people's political leanings. It's what channel they're on.
2: Yeah. No, I, the reason – anyways, the reason why I'm saying she shouldn't I mean, just is because – I mean, what is it?
1: You're liberal. I'm left of Lenin. Yeah. So it's not
2: – I would just hate for her to lose out on people who could genuinely take in her information purely because of where she stands one way or the other. But that's why I try and stay out of it as much as possible. I don't mind saying on the live stream very much, but I won't – hopefully don't mention it on a video that blows up because I don't want people to neglect the martial arts teachings just because they don't like the fact that I happen to be left. You know what I mean?
1: Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Now, I'm surprised you ended up liberal. Liberal. Your mother's a conservative.
2: My mother made made sure above anything else that I... I was actually just talking about this with a personal trainer today. made very certain that I was unaware of her political standing for years and wouldn't discuss it with me whatsoever. She, and same thing with religion. It was maybe that she mentioned Mormon a little more often.
1: Yeah, because you guys were... She was raised it Mormon. It would come
2: up. But it wasn't forced. It wasn't talked about. It was very clear in the House that we weren't going to discuss politics or religion. Uh and it gave me an opportunity to kind of form my own opinions.
1: See, I'm a big believer in talking about politics and religion, but I think you should talk about all religions mm. and I think you should talk about politics as a whole because if we take the sting out of it, people won't fight as much. Yeah. But it's I think it's more normalized in my country.
2: Yeah. No, certainly here when you when we're here it's definitely the you know things you don't talk about in a public space, politics, religion, race, the very very fine rules. That you don't I see. I, I really
1: think that uh, race should be talked about. I mm-hmm. think political issues should be talked about, and I think money should be talked about. Because I think if People you can don't talk money either. Yeah, don't I they? think if you can normalize that, those discussions, um, people aren't afraid. Plus, if you're not afraid to talk about race, mm-hmm. like you get a heads up on who all the racists are, because they'll <laughs> say something to. I'm telling you, they'll say something to identify themselves.
2: Yeah, I, I get. So yeah, I, I think that is a good
1: conversation to have.
2: Just start picking apart your friends. Mm-hmm.
1: Just by yeah, I mean, do you want to be friends with someone like that? Just so talk about it. Say. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I, I I see what you're talking about. But my 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 only thing is when it comes to interfering, like with let's us bring it to Hollywood for example. If you got a superstar, mm-hmm. he's reaching he reaches out or she reaches out to everybody. They're
1: in Hollywood. If they're a superstar, they're liberal.
2: <laughs> but that's my point. It, would you really want a, a figure like that? Someone who makes your company a ton of money. Let's say Viacom works with, I don't know, Sylvester Stallone because it's, fu- why not? And Sylvester Stallone is super, super libertarian. You know, I, you I can't I, help I, that.
1: Sylvester Stallone uh, is is weirdly conservative on one hand and liberal on the other. I, Hollywood is messed up in politics. Okay. I got hired to help recall Newsom. Then I got hired to stop the recall on Newsom. Like, I'm, I'm a political consultant love- for both sides of it, um, and that happens all the time. A lot of the, especially conservative groups, are mm. actually better about hiring media strategists yeah. out of Hollywood.
2: How, how comfortable are you talking about that recall right now?
1: I'm really not. Okay. I, I really don't want Newsom I recalled.
2: I won't say anything about it then. I won't talk about your involvement. I don't want him recalled either. <laughs> I just want everyone in the world to know. that. I mean, I of- don't
1: like Newsom, don't. Don't get me wrong. I voted for him because I liked his boss, but I I don't like the options. And I'd like, I think I want to start running in like every election in California with the tagline, don't vote for me or any other unqualified people.
2: That's your platform. Yeah. So we can stop
1: getting people in Hollywood. You're going to, you're going to,
2: you're going to trump this up.
1: (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Accidentally get voted in when you're just trying to start a television network. Genius.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. It worked out so well for him. For Trump? Yeah.
1: No, he wanted to start a television network. That was the whole
2: point. It doesn't mean he can't do it.
1: It does now. It's it's a whole different thing. He, he branded himself. Um, and yes, he'll be remembered. But mm-hmm. there's a part of me that felt bad for him.
2: I can see that. No, I felt I, sorry
1: for him. Like, I've, I've never been put in a job I couldn't do. Yeah. But if you're put in a job that's that far over your head, it has to be terrifying.
2: Oh, absolutely would be. But that's why, again, your platform would be, don't put me in. I don't know what yes, I'm doing. Yes,
1: I'm going to run for every office in California, with, and, and my line is going to be, don't vote for me, or any other unqualified people. And I think that should be the rule in elections. Like, do you see this actor? Yes. Don't vote for them.
2: And all your answers- Do you see this
1: radio personality? Yes. Don't vote for them.
2: And all your answers to people's questions should tie back to how you should not vote for this other person. Do
1: not vote for unqualified people. Yeah, yeah. that's I, I'm going to do that. I, Alexis, I need my assistant sign me up for whatever election is next in california i want to run on the platform don't vote for me
2: and i know the perfect i know the perfect anchor to report on you on your uh, <laughs> on your rise to Are political success I
1: was, I was, the one i keep trying to get to run is was a news anchor friend of mine jane velez mitchell i keep yeah. trying to get her to run she'd do excellent i agree all right, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with Miss Lisa. And I'm saying that because I keep, I, I keep changing the pronunciation of her last name. She's one of my favorite TikTokers. I send Fuzzy Bear here all kinds of videos from her. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, who's covered in bruises right now, Bear Fiora. part of the job, maybe. And we'll be right back after this.
0: on Voice America Variety. Racers in Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and rental cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. you are listening to behind the scenes with host summer helene to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to bts at summer now let's go back behind the scenes
1: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the fuzziest bear in the cage, at least until he gets his back waxed, Bear Fjorda. And our very, very special guest, one of my favorite TikTokers and somebody I watch and follow. So I'd like y'all to reach out and watch and follow her as well. Great information. Lisa Remillard, did I get it right that time?
0: You
3: got it right, Summer. Hi, Bear. Good to see you. (laughs) I was going to say good to see you, but I can't see you in person, but thank you for having me on. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We've talked
1: for a long time. Uh, what we focus on this show is media, and we've talked about how social media is really taking over for traditional media, and now with news moving as much as it is onto the social media apps, that kind of underlines it, and you're phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I watch you. What what made you decide to do this on TikTok?
3: Well, you're so kind. I appreciate that. You know, it's it's weird because I have been – on television, reporting news and politics across the country on your local TV stations for the last 20 years. And I have been on social media, all platforms of social media, since the beginning of social media. Um, And then, so when TikTok came around, I thought, well, I might as well get on this too. I'm on everything else. But there's something about TikTok and my particular skill set in television news, which melded perfectly. And at the time that I started... It was just nobody else was really doing it. And so then after me, everybody, you know, lots of other people started doing it. But when I got on, nobody was really doing it. So I kind of really found a niche and I figured out that there was a hole in that space for news and that I, I believe in news and I believe that people want facts and information in the traditional journalistic way that I present it. And it just kind of took off. Well, I think it's wonderful. I think
1: having, especially for children that are watching, for them, they go through and they're watching all their silliness and then you pop up. So there's this moment where they get to learn what's going on in a way that's easily digestible, without opinion, just very straightforward news. So I really, really like
3: that. Well, I appreciate that and I appreciate you noticing it because I think our world and and television and quote-unquote news in general, has kind of moved from, especially like the big network and the cable, you know, cable news, has moved away from strictly journalism. Now they have journalism and commentary, and it's so blurred on television that people really can't see the difference. I can tell the difference when I watch because I'm a trained professional, but the normal average person who's just kind of glancing by it's very difficult. To see the difference. So I'm, well, I, I, I really had a, a passion to do it the old school, straight journalist way with no opinion, just facts.
1: And I love that we were actually talking about, uh, once upon a time, everyone got their news from Walter Cronkite and formed their own opinions, which caused less diversity, mm-hmm. uh, less, uh, not diversity, division, division in the country. I need some sleep. I haven't had any <laughs> uh, less division <laughs> in the country. And I think what you're doing is the right way to do journalism. There's a point where on, you know, kind of these talking head shows and everything, um, they sell great ad spots, but they're not selling news.
3: Yeah. Well, news, news is not meant to make money. You know what I'm saying? Um, news is never a money maker because, you know, technically, if you're getting money for news, like, that, that's wrong, right? Like, that ethically doesn't make sense because now all of a uh, sudden you may be beholden to whoever it is that's paying you. So traditionally, news, the news operation doesn't make that much money. Now, the commercial space around it, sure, but yep. in, in, you know, in, the, in the space, You're not really supposed to. That's why it's like, I don't monetize I mean, I don't, I don't take sponsorship from my channel, even though it's a huge channel on, on TikTok. I don't know because it's, again, if I, if I'm authentic, I mean, at least not yet, I haven't found a great partner yet. I mean, I'd love to get some money for it, but (laughs) but you could do like Smashbox
1: or like a makeup company or a shirt company. But I think when it came to, um, certain product companies, it would put you in a bind. I can see that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, and even, even the makeup thing, it just still doesn't feel right to me, you know? So I just, I don't, and, and it's not, and the funny thing, people that follow me on TikTok really don't know that I, I, that's not my real job. <laughs> my real job is be on TV, our, our, our network and my television show that's on Carlos and Lisa, which is on here in Los Angeles. Um, that's my real job. So I kind of just do TikTok for fun. Can you, and I think that's great.
1: Can you tell us a little about Carlos and Lisa?
3: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for asking. Um, Carlos and Lisa is a really fun um, show. My partner, I mean, the folks in L.A. will know him. Carlos Amesqua, he was on the KTLA Morning News for many, many years. He started the KTLA Morning News um, for, like, gosh, I think he was on there for, like, 20 years. Um, He and I were co-anchors in San Diego together, and we decided that our shows were so good together that we should just start our own network. So we did. (laughs) And so in 2018, we started Beyond TV. That's B-E-O-N-D dot TV online. Um, You can watch the Carlos and Lisa show if you don't live in the Los Angeles area. And we have all kinds of other really, really great shows as well under the Beyond TV umbrella. But Carlos and Lisa is on the air here in Los Angeles on KDOC.
1: Now, that's an OTT digital network. How do you think that's changing how we consume television now, how we consume media?
3: I, I mean, here's the thing, is there are very few OTT channels that have a news component, that have mm-hmm. kind of a lifestyle talk show component, that actually are serious about it. There's a lot of, there's some out there that are just kind of just getting started because people are realizing that's the future. And I believe, and I've always believed that OTT is the future of television. I just really believe that traditional television, especially when we're talking about news, the way people watch news now, people don't, like, race home from work to watch the 6 p.m. news anymore. It just doesn't happen the way it used to in the 50s and 60s. And so now OTT is the future, for sure, of television television and of news. And I, I, Beyond TV is really kind of at the front end of that as well. Um, and we're a small business and we're here in Southern California and we tell great stories and we have a lot of other great shows that people can stream. It's all free. Um, we have wonderful sponsors who sponsor the channels and sponsor the shows and sponsor our individual hosts, which it's wonderful for them, and we're always looking for great, great new talent as well—like new people that have a great point of view, that have a great following, that have something to say. You know, we're always looking for for the next new
1: talent. I think that's fantastic. See, I'm doing that too, yeah. but I charge people to make them famous versus where you're giving them a platform. I just charge them a lot of money. I think that's what you're doing. So well. <laughs>
3: well, don't you don't, do, don't tell anyone. <laughs> places where that makes sense for us as well. <laughs> so I get it.
2: Def- definitely a little more kind on your end, Lisa versus Summer here. I was curious when we were I look,
3: discussing... Summer, Summer, she's doing it right. Like, I mean, if you're going to make money doing it, that's the way to make money doing it, for sure. Because I mean, look, in this day and age, everybody wants to be seen because it's so accessible now with social media. And If you know the right ways to do it and you're personally connected with the right people to make it happen, then absolutely, that's what you should be doing to further your message, to further your own brand, to further whatever business it is that you're talking about or whatever is important to you, even if it's just to gain a following. That's what you should be doing. I I agree with that. I
1: think where I get caught now is I've done it for so long and I've done it for, for money so long that I've gotten to a point where I'm getting more selective in who I'm helping get those platforms just because I've sure. really helped some really nasty people get platforms. And I regret that
3: yeah. to get, uh, well, to get I, mean, that. Look, I mean, that, I mean, that's the, that's what, I mean, we at Beyond TV, I mean, because we are all journalists, you know, and all of us have been in the journalism space, For each one of us has been in for at least 20 years. So we've seen it all. We know the bad eggs. We can smell them a mile away because we've been in it for so long, Carlos, longer than all of us combined pretty much. Um, We've been really lucky with the people that we've partnered with and the TV stations we've partnered with and and the content creators that everybody on our platform right now is somebody that we know personally that is a former journalist who has a really specific point of view who's now kind of out of the television news space and into whatever their niches. We've got a a really cool blockchain show um, talking all about crypto. We've got a a fun entertainment show out of Vegas that does all the, you know, cool things to do in Vegas and all the celebrities and A-listers. And I mean, the list goes on and on. So we've been really lucky and I, but I, but I know what you're saying, Summer. there's a lot of not so great people around that you can get, involved with very quickly thinking it's going to be one thing and then it ends up being something else.
1: Oh, it's see, I, my job, I make people famous. I'm good at it too. Um, I worked on like guardians of the galaxy and I work with, uh, entertainers and celebrities and I and politicians and I make them really famous. And then I realized a lot of the people I work with are just douchebags and now I just want to make good people mm-hmm. famous. So that's my new plan. <laughs> just good people. I'm going to focus on them. I'm going to start sending them your way. Go get Has... a show with her.
3: No, please don't. I don't No, the good any. ones, the good ones, <laughs> the good ones. I swear, no I am the good bags. ones. The good ones. no douchebag no
1: douchebag
2: <laughs> central no no what is it no, i, hey, I the got the good this.
1: ones i'll send the good ones your way
2: no summer i got an awesome <laughs> idea for a tv show it's a reality show it's based around me i wrote oh the my script. god
1: if one more person says
2: i'm that. the producer uh, yes
1: <laughs> it's everything you hear in la every day i have a reality show about me and i'm the producer and i'm the star and i'm the director and i'm the costume designer
2: and i need total creative freedom and millions creative, of dollars yeah.
3: the last time i heard that i almost cried Right. Oh. <laughs> it's just like nah i nah. know it's it's really, you know, being on the the front end, like now being on the back end of uh, uh, the network now too. Not just the talent side of it. It's really interesting to see that space because I <laughs> like that was never or not that was never really my space. Just because I was always on the talent side of it, and so now having what you're talking about, I have a script, I have a show idea, I want to be all these things, and you need to pay me all this money. I'm like, mm-hmm,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you sit there, you're like, that's really good, but I'm I'm going to not do that. And uh, no, it's it's that the, you <laughs> get really good at saying no when you're on the back end. Yeah. In the beginning, it's hard, yeah. but you, you learn real quick. Now, what do you think the role of a content creator in the new uh, network structure is going to be now that we're talking about content creators?
3: Um. Well, see, here's – so – Again, going back to what you were just talking about, about who you get in business with. If you are a content creator, just in general, in, you know, in your own sphere, and that's kind of the aspiration in your own sphere, your own sphere whether it be your own social media or whatever, You know, just being a content creator, and I say this all the time with my clients and my friends and people that I help with this, consistency over time wins. Continue to be consistent. Just do it. Don't mess around with it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Get it out there. When we talk about content creators for television shows and for digital shows like what we're doing in OTT platforms, when I talk about those kinds of content creators, at Beyond TV, we really believe because we are all content creators and journalists ourselves, we really believe that the content creator, him or herself, needs to also share in the rewards, and struggles of his or her own show. So we really make our platform inclusive, whereas as opposed to going to work for a network and then you sign your life away, yeah, yeah they might they might pay you money, but you have no access to back-end stuff. You have no access to... Sponsorship money on your own. They basically own your image. You can't do outside mm-hmm. things because we've all been in that position for so many years on in, in the news space in the television news space. We don't believe in that, and I think um, that's one of the things that sets Beyond TV apart from everything else. Because and and the truth of the matter is, I think that's also the future um,
4: of I, the I way would agree
3: with that. TV shows. Right, like because you, yeah. you, you have to give the person who's doing the creative, not just creative control, um, but also access to his or her own stuff, and and if it fails, it's also on them. So it's not just yeah. on one side. So everybody's invested. Everybody's invested, and it's a I'm, shared experience as opposed to one side versus another.
1: See, I agree with that completely, and I haven't been wrong yet in the direction I've ever thought anything was going to go, and that it is going to go that direction. It's going to be more app-based, more um, – but you're, you're dead on. Now, if you can do that but yeah. then also add a feature where people could click on the clothes you're wearing and buy them from each show, then you'd have the next thing that, that's going to take over the Internet. So
3: nobody knows how to get yeah. that feature together yeah. yet, though. Yeah. I know
1: I've been trying to do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's also definitely in the works. I mean, there's, there's, we've been thinking about it, too, and we've made a bunch of strategic partnerships already through Beyond TV to kind of go down that route um, because it is, that absolutely is, is the way to move forward um, in that, especially in that OTT space and especially yeah. because so many people are watching on their phone and they just, you know, want one click to buy, you know, access to everything right there from their phone.
1: It's true. Amazon's been trying to sort that out with their programming and hasn't been able to. Everyone's given an effort, but no one's figured that program out yet. Whoever does is going to be the next Amazon. It's going going to totally win. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's that's what's next. Um, We have to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be back on with Miss Lisa here, with Mr. Fuzzy Bear next to me, and myself, Summer Helene. We'll be right back after this.
0: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
4: tune in to the patricia raskin show on voiceamerica.com every monday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
4: Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time
1: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I do want to give a quick shout-out to Tiny Bubbles Hessel in Palm Springs, California. Thank you for making me look red carpet ready after this absolute dumpster fire of 2020 and 2021. I needed it. Uh, Shout-out to... uh, uh, I swear I'm awake. I'm screwing up my sponsors now. Alexis, in post, like, add the sponsors. I'm half asleep. Somebody help me. Uh, I want to say thank you. I got caught up talking to uh, Lisa... Remillard, Did I get that right again? Yes. See, people on like uh, on uh, on Twitter are correcting me. They're like, "That's not how you say that." I'm like, "I swear it is."
2: <laughs> Remillard, really That's correct. <laughs> Summer, if you're not trusting every single person that you see on the internet, you're not doing it right.
1: I know. I've got like a hundred people saying this to me on Twitter right now. I'm like, "What? What? I thought I said it right." Now. No, you get it right. What do you think the future of news is in this new sphere?
3: Um, you know, I I think, and I, we've, I've been saying this for several years, I think, like I said a little earlier, um, the traditional kind of traditional newscast, depending on the market, maybe in L.A., they'll keep it. But in smaller markets and places in the world where, you know, people don't live and die by the... The six o'clock news, the way they used to. I think those are going to be going away. I just, I just don't see that being the standard anymore. And I really think that the OTT platform, the news OTT platform, CBSN has an actual wonderful live stream and OTT platform that's really like at the front end of this. Um, and they have been for the last couple of years. Um, places like beyond TV places like you know. And and quite honestly, I also think what I'm doing on TikTok is is kind of the future, um, which is sort of scary to be on the front end of. But um, I think it's it's a new way to reach an audience um, that would never watch the news. Otherwise, I mean, I cannot tell you how many times a day I get a message from somebody who's young, like under 20, young, and saying, I don't watch the news, but I watch you because... You make it make sense. And, and I think news has kind of veered so far away from that because people want things now. They want it straight to their phone. And traditional newscasts do not fill that hole. No. And, and you do make it digestible. You make it very, very easily
1: digestible. What do you think now? You've really led the way with this. We're starting to see smaller, uh, platform, uh, smaller platforms and smaller channels that are copying yours, but they're far more partisan. They're either very right-wing or very mm-hmm. left-wing, trying to do the same thing mm-hmm. but put their own slant on it. How do you feel about that? But that's,
3: that's normal, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. the way of the world. Um, I mean, as a journalist, that's not what I do. We're just all in different spheres. It's the same way, even now, to this day, if you watch any of the big cable news, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, any of them, they have journalists. And then they have commentators, and they're on both sides. And they just, so what people are doing on TikTok now is doing the news, but they're taking that commentator space, and they're creating their own commentator space and their own following. That's just the way it is. I mean, I will tell you, though, the the problem with that becomes the misinformation. And that's the part where people don't know the boundary. Um, because they get so invested in a person because they see them so intimately on their phone. And by intimately, I mean when you have your face filling up someone's phone, that's a very intimate experience for the, for the viewer. And when, when you see that, um, you automatically want to latch on to that person as humans. We like to look at other humans and listen to other humans. And that's where the misinformation part can come, um, and that's what I see is the problem and it's oh, it, but it's been a problem. I would say since the beginning of social media, I've said that since social media started that the misinformation on the social media, because it's completely unregulated. It's a total wow. west, wow, is a huge problem.
1: Do you think the truth in advertising laws that apply to traditional newspapers and the truth, uh, the truth in media regulations um, should apply to streaming news and social media platforms?
3: I mean, oh, I wish, right? Like, Me I too. wish. <laughs> Me too.
1: of hard, I though,
3: not just, I just don't know if it's possible, you know? It, I just don't know if it's possible. I wish it could be. Just, be, just, as, And that's just, you have to understand, that's my perspective as, like, an old-school journalist that only, like, I live and die by facts only, yes. and I really don't have an opinion publicly about anything. Um, that I cover, um, so that's where I'm coming from. But lots of people like that; they want to hear. They do trust certain people, and they want to hear what that person says. And so that then those laws, you know, that then that stifles that free speech, right? Like so there's so there's that that you have to play into it. I wish I wish there was a way to tamp down the misinformation and actually understand where these people are getting this stuff from. But I don't know that that would do ever you, be do real. You s- Think people should be held accountable if uh,
1: for the misinformation. I'm not talking about uh, for for, by disseminating misinformation. Any actions that come of it, like what happened at the Capitol and things like that. Do you think people Uh, who um, post on that should be held accountable, or or news stations? Do you think there needs to be a level of accountability there?
3: I mean, well, look, television news stations have always been accountable for what they say you know we we have to abide by the fcc and Mm -hmm. fcc hands down violations all the time right like so yeah i get one once a week what'd you
1: say i get one at least once a week and it's usually for something terrible i said usually starts with f right
0: Um. right
3: so so like you know in news, we, we have a different kind of standard. And when it comes to social, the problem is that social media is completely unregulated, right? Like there's really no regulation. There's no valve on social media and you have to weigh, and I, I think about this all the time. I talk about it all the time with my friends in journalism. You know, you have to weigh the constitution, which is a heavy document and you know, there's not a lot of ways around it. Um, You have to weigh the constitution um, and everybody's right in this country to say what they want, regardless Now, yeah, and what it, my, my caveat to that is just because you have a right to say it doesn't mean you're not going to have to face the consequences for what you have to yeah. say. Um, so there's a fine line there. Um, I don't, I don't know the solution. I don't know the answer. And do I think people need to be accountable? I think that that is not for me to decide. Quite see, I, see, I mean, that's a I lawmaker see. issue. I just, I just can't, I just can't find in my head a way to, if I am a journalist who lives and dies by the first amendment, it's very difficult for me to then, you know, pass judgment when somebody else's speech, you know, think, is problematic because that's, that's of I, I think it's problematic. I to see them. It's not. I see you as the
1: solution. I think if people soundly rejected opinion pieces and the the nonsense as much and started following you and people who, and I'm going to go back to Walter Cronkite, where we all get our news from the same steady place, I see that as a solution.
3: So I actually think you personally are part of that that. solution. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I appreciate you saying that and thank you for saying that. Um, And, you know, the thing is, is that news used to be different and the second and I, I always talk about this too the second table news turned into a 24-hour operation is the second that we lost the straight straight news right yeah. down the middle back only yeah. because on. 24 hours is a lot of time to fill and you got to fill it with something So you're going to fill it with people who analyze. At first it was analyze, right? Like they're analyzing the news. They're helping you understand the news. And then it turned into commentators. And they commentate on the news because they're filling time, right? And now it's just a part of our mainstream. And I wish I could teach a course. Like I'm literally trying to think of a way to teach a course on how to identify what is news, what is analytics, and what is commentary. So you can just see it. I can Oh, see that
2: was it, perfect. But
3: a lot of people I, I do, see like it, to, and that's where the misinformation like run, comes from. I, I do. I actually do something
1: similar to that, where I explain how native advertising works to people at our different conventions mm-hmm. for media. But yeah. have you considered? there have a lot of platforms where where you can teach. You should go on and teach
3: a master class on that. It's something everyone needs. I, I, you know, I thought about it for oh, such a long time, and I think um, I think I will eventually. Um, Right now, it's just like it's so busy with with everything. Course, I, yeah. I didn't realize, by the way, that TikTok was going to become a full time job. <laughs> it's <just> not like <laughs> my third full time job.
1: <laughs> yep, that'll that'll do but it.
3: But I, but I, it's, well, it's, it's is, definitely in the it's definitely in the wheelhouse.
1: I like that. Well, I'm, I'd take your master class. I
3: appreciate what advice that. Thank do
1: Thank you. you- do you have for aspiring journalists? One of the questions we're getting in on uh, Twitter when I was on there like five minutes ago when they asked, I don't know what they've asked since, but they want, there are a lot of people out here that want to be
3: journalists and don't know where to start or what to do. Yeah, I get that question a lot. And um, all I can tell people, and I, I mentor young journalists all the time. Um, And all I can do is share my story, which is the traditional news story and um, which is, I got my undergrad degree in broadcast journalism, USC. I got my master's degree from USC. Um, And then I did what every journalist does, which is move to the middle of nowhere in a teeny tiny small market and make your mistakes, get get on TV, learn the ropes, keep your mouth shut, learn as much as you can, and move up through the system. And it takes time and it takes sacrifice. And it takes moving away from your family moving away from everything you know and working crazy hours and giving up your own personal life it's not a glamorous job journalism it's just not um, and everybody thinks it is because people that are on TV have a different aura about them but it's not a glamorous job it's hard work it's and dangerous as I, hell. Always, I personally I personally read, read five newspapers a day and always have right five cover-to-cover newspapers every day, and um, I read the Internet, literally the whole Internet. I read everything online, all the time, every single day. Um, And so that's what I always tell young journalists. Read everything you can, study politics, study history, um, and then be willing to make the sacrifice to do it. What do you think
1: about uh, small regional newspapers, which is where a lot of places get their news? It's where they pay a lot of these journalists are closing down. And that's where a lot of news stations used to get their news was from these newspapers. Do you think that's going to negatively impact? It's not
3: just newspapers. It's also smaller TV stations, which is heartbreaking to me as a journalist, right? Like when newspapers shut down, my heart's broken because, you know, we all, all of us journalists, whether we're print journalists or broadcast journalists, we're all in the same fight. We're all fighting for the same stories. We're all fighting for the same contacts. We're all fighting to get one up on somebody else. Like, that's what we do. Um, and so when that competition starts to go away, people's edges start to go away. Um, not to mention some people who live in those smaller markets, I'm thinking of some of the smaller markets that I was in, you know, if those stations went away, those people would have absolutely no idea what was going on in their in their neighborhoods. And the small and I always advocate for local news because it's so important. It's so important. important. To it's support your local important, news. Yes. It's So important to watch your local news. There's yep. so much good that you're going to get out of that. Um, so don't sleep on that. And hurts my it pains me when those things start to shut down. I, I would agree with you. 100 percent there it makes a it, it really
1: does I think as a society, society negatively impact us uh, now you've gone in you've really you've got a TV station going, you are huge on social media you've been a journalist for years you've kind of done it all in this field. what's your next step? <laughs>
3: to be a lady of leisure no to- <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, here's the thing. As I have been, I told my mom when I was three years old that I wanted to be a journalist on TV. Three years old. And this is all I've ever known. Um, and I have had a passion for it my entire life. Um, I, I think beyond TV and what we're creating here is really sort of the culmination of all the things that I've always wanted to do. It combines journalism with television with entrepreneurship it's all of these things that i've always it's not for the faint of heart by any stretch of the imagination but it's what kind of always i've wanted to do so um that really is the culmination i the tiktok thing literally came out of the blue for me like it was totally i did not expect that to happen um and quite honestly i don't get to be a local broadcast journalist anymore because of because I'm doing beyond TV, um, and the TV show Carlos at least is more of a talk show than it is like a news format. So having the TikTok, which is a journalism page, allows me to still be almost like a local journalist, except I'm national, and I talk to everybody across the country. And so what I'm doing right now is sort of beyond my expectations of what I would ever do. Um, my goal was always to come back home, and I'm from Los Angeles, so I'm home. And um, after spending years and years on, in other states, being on local news in other states, you know, so I, I think I've kind of done it. And maybe I'd take a vacation one time. That'd be nice. <laughs>
1: I like that. That would be, I, I don't know, uh, Only you know, you've, you've got a station, you've got all this going on. I don't know if a vacation would happen. You'd probably have to work through it at this point. I don't think TikTok That's- would let you go. No, you there, there's that. That's, to do that's your, the
2: problem. Uh, Sorry, I was saying it's you your news, Sorry, your newscasting you on the go.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you think you think it's it would be it would be easy to do it on the go. It's just it's not. It's it is a. It's turning into a full time job as well. So, but I but I love that. You know, I love it. I love my followers, and I love what I'm able to do, and I love that it's still allowing me to in the journalism game nationally every day and that's awesome. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to do or cover as a journalist? I've covered, well see, I, I mean, gosh. I mean, it depends on what you define as hard or, or, or painful. I mean, there's certainly been a lot of things that I've covered that have been like really awful. Like I mean, but that's the life of a of a local reporter. You know, I was a reporter before I was an anchor, and so I would, you know, run all over town and go to horrible scenes, crime scenes, like horrible things. Um, I will I will say that like one of the jobs of a reporter, which is is kind of awful, is like you have to you know when somebody is a victim of something horrible, you have to go to their house and like knock on the door and. Try and get whoever answers to talk to you about this horrible tragedy. So you're meeting somebody on their most horrible day, and it's that I always found really difficult because it just always felt really awful to me to, to have to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful now that I don't have to do those things anymore because it was really kind of hard to to live with. And and I and I a lot of journalists have gone through a lot of really horrible things because you're living that horrible nightmare with a different person every day almost. So it's not, not it goes back to the, it's not a glamorous job.
1: (laughs) It's also a very, very dangerous job. And I don't think people realize that you don't know how people are going to react when you get to them. You don't know whether the place you're going is safe. It can be a very, very dangerous job. And I don't think
3: that's something people always take into account. I've had a firearm pulled on me more times than I can count saying get off my property
2: yeah that is certainly a way to get the point across
3: yeah it's not uh it's not for the faint of heart and you can't be scared and you can't be weak and you can't and it's really one of those jobs where you have to like bottle up your own emotion because in the end it's never about you and that's what i always you know try and explain to young journalists who like the idea of being on television but doing the news but but i really want to be on television but I always try to explain to them that it's not about you. It's never about you. It's about the story. It's about the person you're reporting on. It's about their story. You're just a conduit to their story. So you have to get out of your own way and get out of your own head. It's not about you. Um, and so, but, but that kind of mentality is very compartmentalizing all of that kind of trauma that you're ingesting. So you have to just also know how to deal with that on your own time. Which I'm not great at, and I've become better at it over the years.
2: You know, that's pretty fair, I think. And on the flip side of that, what would you say is either a more fun or maybe your most fun experience reporting on?
3: That's a way better, that's a way happier <laughs> question. <laughs> I, I will tell Twitter they I, suck. <laughs> No, no. Look, there's because I I'm I'm glad you asked both of them, and he, and the reason is because people see the people on TV and they think that they're easily easy. It's easy to take shots at them, and I I don't mean like actual shots, but like be mean to them, say mean things to them, be rude to them. Like, so it it makes me feel like I need to share that this job isn't easy, and it's not just somebody playing pretend course, on TV. Yeah. So they're actually real humans that. You know, have feelings too. Um, but on the flip side of what's positive, there's a lot that's positive. I cannot tell you how many times, like, somebody has said to me, Oh my God, that story saved my family. It saved my, what you did saved me. I, I, when I was in Tampa, I helped, um, I did a, a several, a series of stories because I, I found up this law in Florida and like, it was a misdemeanor to, to be a voyeur to children. It was a misdemeanor. What? I was like that's ridiculous. Like yeah. people were going around there was at the time, this was years and years and years ago. At the time people were going around stores with phones and sticking cameras up little kids clothes and I'm like this is a misdemeanor this is crazy. So I did a whole series of stories. I pulled in a state senator in Florida and I because of my stories the law changed. It's now a felony in Florida. That's so like, things like that make me feel like yeah, I could bring a smile to somebody's face. Maybe I can help them, you know, with something in their life, or maybe I can even change a law, which all of those things um, make the job worth it. Plus there's some fun things that go with it too, of course. You know, you meet celebrities and you do all that stuff too, and that's, that's fun too.
1: I, well, I think it's incredible, and clearly, I mean, if you if you can change a law to help protect children, whatever you're doing with your life is right. I think that um, <laughs> I need a new job. Thank you. We have about well, three yeah. minutes left in the show. Can you now? Everyone can find you under Lisa Remillard on uh, all social media, but it's Lisa dot on um, Instagram. Correct. That's correct guys, go follow her. I follow her. She's one of my favorite people to follow. Check her out. I'm going to put up links to her social media. We have about two minutes left. Is there anything you want to say to everyone out there?
3: I guess, you know, one, be nice to your local journalists. Don't take your anger out on them. They're just doing their job. Yeah. That's the first thing. <laughs> Second thing. Second thing is, um, be really careful who you're watching and what you're paying attention to and make sure you take a step back and say, could there be another side to this story that I'm not paying attention to? And just try and seek that out as well. And then third, just if you can, um, check out beyond TV. It's a great platform with really cool shows. You can of course watch Carlos and Lisa, on beyond tv um and then we've got like i said the the lights camera vegas show and beyond the blockchain as well um and a travel show lots of really cool things to watch there i like that
1: guys thank you very very much for joining us seriously i watch her she's fantastic she's a great place easily digestible news i'm going to put up a link to her go watch her thank you so much for joining us today
3: summer bear thank you thanks for
1: having me i appreciate it this was fun Of course. Guys, thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night.
0: Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.